Hello and welcome to the Great Lakes Sports Network Michigan State Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward. Be sure to check us out on Anchor, Apple Podcast, and Spotify. Do that with all the other uh, pods that we're running as well. The uh, Cover 3, the Detroit Lions pod. So we should have Pistons and Red Wing stuff coming up soon. Uh, like those respective pods. Share all that content. But all of it can be found in one place on the Facebook page. Just look up Great Lake Sports Network. So, I had Thomas Wright, former Michigan State safety, uh, late 90s, early 2000s on the show. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I think it, I think it was before Minnesota, I'm not 100% sure. And he said communication is a massive issue with this defense. That was kind of evident on Saturday against Ohio State. As Michigan State got ran off the field, as expected. Uh, You saw a situation, Kendall Brooks going right past the uh, inside post. Um, He was supposed to be there to help out Brantley. Um, Which, by the way, Brantley just treated totally unfairly by uh, Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet during the course of that game. Um, Like I said, Brooks should have been there on that one play, and he could have broken that up. Um, That's what safeties are supposed to do. Um, apparently was called out for another play where someone was left wide open when Gross switched off of his man. And then Brantley got beat by a better player. I mean, it is what it is. Brantley can be a good number two corner, but his size makes him no better than that. And obviously Marvin Harrison Jr. is a freaking nature. So I, I think he was kind of treated unfairly. Brantley was always where he needed to be. He was always fighting for those jump balls against a six foot four receiver with just an incredible catch radius. And so I, I think he was treated a little bit unfairly. But like I said, you know, we talked about Brooks just now. We talked about Angelo Gross, and uh, Gross has just not been playing well this year at all. But th- those are the communication issues. Gross switched off his man or whatever, but Brantley stuck with his. Those communication issues are are a problem in the secondary. You need to simplify it, if anything, and I know that's just... That's just going along with the coach speak talk. That's going along with the type of bullcrap that Mel Tucker uh, mumbles out after every loss is, oh, we got to simplify things. And, I mean, shoot, you see it at the NFL level in this state, too, with Dan Campbell. Listen, man, uh, <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, your job as a coach is to put these guys in a position to win, and they're not doing that. And, you know, I was talking with somebody, and I, I brought up this point where... A lack of talent is a lack of talent, and I don't think this team's completely void of it. I think, when healthy, they have the second best, they have the second most talent in the Big Ten. Um, I think there's schematic issues, which obviously fall on the coordinators, and then I think there's the communication issues, the missed shoulder tackles in the secondary. I mean, good night. How much? Uh, how many of those did we see? against Ohio State. That falls on the head coach. 
And that falls on Tucker. I don't know if Mel Tucker had an expectation for these kids coming into the season in regard to what they were able to do, but if I see Amir Speed try to shoulder tackle one more time and completely whiff on him, I'm going to lose my mind. That is on the head coach. And it's time to start doling out some of the blame to him. I, I mean, look, I'm not going to sit here and say this Ohio State game should affect your opinion on his contract, his potential buyout, and all that type of stuff. I'm not there yet. Some people are. And we'll have one of those people on, I think we said on Thursday. I, I'm not there yet. Um, I think there is, I think the game this weekend against Wisconsin is going to be the game that solidifies a timeline for me, though. And I'll explain all of that, um, like I said, on Thursday when, uh, you know, former Big Ten champion uh, Anthony Iani comes on the show. Uh, he, he wants to talk football, so I'm going to give him a platform. All of that said, you've got to start looking at the head coach. You have to. I mean, Elijah Collins is another prime example. I don't know how many carries he finished with. Maybe two or three. But he had one carry when it mattered. It was a third and three, and he carried four Buckeyes five yards to get the first down. And I'm not... I mean, you can't keep ranting on it. You can't keep going on and on and on about this because I've went on and on and on about it. I went on and on and on about it for about a month. It's, it's time to play the kid. He deserves it. The only thing that he's quote-unquote done wrong, and I say it like that because it's not technically his fault, the only thing he did wrong is stay at the school when probably tried to run him out. He's not a Mel Tucker guy. Berger and Broussard are. Berger and Broussard got more of the workload. Jordan Simmons got more of a workload than Elisha Collins because the game was a blowout and so you put in the guys who aren't on the uh, they're not in the playing rotation. It's just sad. You know, this kid deserves it. He's worked his butt off for it. He's done what he needs to do. He he is the best running back on this team. You heard Herbstreit and Fowler even talk about, oh, he had almost a thousand yards when he came in. They, they didn't mention that he missed a game and a half because he was just buried on the depth chart like a lot of redshirt freshmen are. Um, so look, th this game, like I said, th this shouldn't impact your thoughts about Tucker, and the reason I say that is because if you were expecting anything else, if you were expecting Michigan State to compete, if you were expecting Michigan State to maybe pull an upset, uh, circa 1999 as they were wearing the three-striped helmets, um, <laughs> that's your fault, because... There's a certain matchup problem, and when that matchup problem's problem involves a Heisman candidate and your secondary, yeah, it's curtains. 
you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and defend my Peyton Thorn takes because I've done that for a month now too. Um, and I still ultimately stand by that. I don't care. Well, so what, he threw an interception. He, that was an arm punt is what it was. It was third down. He had to take a shot. You know, he didn't see the safety on the other side of the field. That is on him, but I don't really care because, like I said, it was third down. It was an arm punt. It's no different than his uh, interception on the first drive of the game against Michigan last year. Now, where I'm, uh, what I am going to say is Noah Kim is not ready for the big time. And the people that think they are just because he was able to manufacture a touchdown, touchdown drive late in the game against third stringers playing the prevent defense when you have rotational guys in your entire starting offensive line in. Y'all are dumb. I call it like I see it. And doing it with Montori Foster, who is, what, the fourth, fifth receiver on the depth chart? With your starting offensive line against Ohio State's second and third stringers? That doesn't mean you're better than Peyton Thorne. Because Peyton Thorne put up very similar numbers outside of that interception. Completion percentage, about the same, against Ohio State's starters. So let's pump the brakes on the Noah Kim talk. Because ultimately, Noah Kim can't throw on his butt either. And that's where Peyton Thorne was expected to throw from it. He would run away from one sack, and he'd run right into another. And that's not on him. That's on the offensive line that was just absolute trash. And the turnstile that was Matt Carrick. And we saw it kind of late in the game. Brian Green started a... Well, he came in when Michigan State still had the starters in. And so, that's something to keep an eye on moving forward uh, from the uh, Washington State transfer. But look, there's a lot of stuff to go on now. Um, Now it's an issue of keeping your recruits. If you can't keep your recruits, then there's no point in keeping Tucker. But like I said, we'll kind of dive into his contract and we'll kind of dive into a little bit more of that. Look, Michigan State, this is a referendum game for Tucker. This is it. If you do not win this Thursday, you're going to get dragged out to the deep end. (laughs) Because Wisconsin is terrible. They just fired their coach. You know, they're... I mean, they're worse than Indiana and Rutgers, who, by the way, they fired uh, coordinators, and they're 500. And those are programs that don't have the expectation that Michigan State does. You know, so, you know, just a little hint in case Mel Tucker's listening, which I'm sure he isn't. But 500 programs that are expected to be 500 programs are firing coordinators already. This is a program that expects to win 10 games a year, 9 to 10 games a year probably. Thanks to D'Antonio and what he did. This is a program that expects to win 9 to 10 games a year. You're well below 500. You might not win another game this year. I'm sure you will. And look, you, like I said, you do have an opportunity this weekend. Uh, you do have Rutgers still. Um, you do have Indiana still, but... All of a sudden, that may look a little more challenging than what it was earlier in the year. 
you have those you have those games that you need to win because you got to make a bowl game. You absolutely have to. This team obviously needs 15 more practices. And you know what? You can make fun of me. Oh, it's just making a bowl game, blah, blah, blah. Making a bowl game is better than not making one, okay? And making a bowl game helps you potentially hold on to the talent that you have coming in. Because there's a lot of it coming in, and it's really good talent. You have to do it, and you have to start this weekend. And like I said, Anthony Ianni will be on. We'll break down that, and we'll get more in-depth in regard to the Tucker stuff and what this game means in regard to how much more time we give them, how much more time we should give them. And so look, it, go ahead, go to the Great Lakes Sports Network Facebook page, and I want you to comment on it. Um... You know, and we'll, I don't know, we'll read it on the air. I don't know. But comment on it. Let us know what you think. How much time are you giving Tucker to write the ship? Like I said, this Ohio State game shouldn't shouldn't be a deciding factor in that, I think. But the last three weeks can be. So what have the last three weeks done for you? Take away Ohio State. What have the last three weeks done for you? That should be where you're at right now anyways. Because Ohio State's, like I said, just a different animal. Let let us know on the Facebook page. Again, the Great Lakes Sports Network Facebook page. There you can check out all of our other content. You know, it kind of sucks. We didn't drop a Cover 3 podcast uh, for this weekend's NFL slate. But we went 5-1. and one. We didn't drop it because uh, the host wasn't feeling too well. And by the time we got everything together, I mean, we already missed Sunday morning kickoff. So, anyways, uh, like I said, you can check out all the other content there. That does it for the Great Lakes Sports Network, Michigan State Podcast. I am Tyler Hayward.